Before the bloodbath begins, slither your way over to the host's socials. For the podcast, slash over to Twitter at the BHO underscore podcast. Instagram, the Baron's Hideout Podcast. Then stab over to Dean's Instagram at Dean of the Dead Hot Sauce. Listen to the show on your favorite apps and Patreon. Enjoy the sleigh and try to stay alive. For the next period of time, strap in as the hosts rip and tear at the unsuspecting guests, and which the their dark secrets and methods of the genre. In this bloodbath, no one gets out alive. This is within the barracks. I'm your host, Dustin, and Dean will probably be joining us shortly. He is on his way home from a scare attraction, but joining us today is a talented Valkyrie herself, Lauren Lavera. So let's talk to her today about her current role as Sienna Terrifier 2. Lauren, how are you? I'm well. How are you? I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, I- I'm happy to have you. Um, this is such a last-minute thing because um, I was... Um, Going back and forth with with Judy, um, who also helped us get the get, uh, David and Damien on um, together last week, and um, I really wanted to keep pushing Terrifier too. I've seen it um, from screeners that Screenbox gave us, so I, we watched all five of our um, screeners from that. Then when it was out last weekend, I went three of the four days I was out, and it was crazy. And now it's renewed for this weekend. And I'm going to be seeing it another like two times. So um, I'm I'm trying to do as much as I possibly can to support this amazing film. You are <laughs> single-handedly responsible. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> sales, you are a hero. <laughs> oh, you know what? Thank you for being part of this uh, crazy film. And um, I know I can speak on Dean. He's in the UK, so um, the only way he was able to see this was through the screeners. So he's very very thankful. Um, for Screenbox um, helping us out with that and they are, are very close with us on this show um, I'm actually meeting um, one of the um, people who runs the social media Alex um, tomorrow because he lives uh, right where I am so I'm going to be meeting him up at a horror convention so um, our um, paths are crossing everywhere and to have this awesome film uh, be part of that platform and also having the first one on there is awesome <laughs> thank god for screen box <laughs> yeah literally they are doing such good work over there um yeah. but you no know, there's one thing i always do whenever i have guests on uh, for the first time as i always kind of like to bring them back to sort of the beginning um so if you want to um just talk to us about like where acting or you know, i know you do martial arts as well it's been what 19 plus years that you do that so um, was this something that um, you fell in love with earlier on, or uh, was it parents maybe that were you know, um, artistic in that kind of way, or was it something that kind of brewed um, on your own? 
Yeah, well, I was raised by a single mother and she was working a lot. So I ended up staying a lot of my time with my grandmother and she loved old Hollywood. Like she wanted so badly to be a dancer and an actor like Vera Ellen. She loved Fred Astaire. She really got me into I Love Lucy. I love football. And I kind of discovered Bruce Lee on my own, just staying up late and seeing his movies on when, because my grandmother let me stay up all hours of the night she was just the yeah. best i mean what are, um, grandparents are, are, are meant for that you know it's, it's great <laughs> they really could do no wrong like and she she really was like my favorite person and i don't know because i was stuck i was an only child so i was stuck watching the tv a lot of the time while she would cook and stuff i was influenced a lot by what i was seeing so she would be in the kitchen doing her thing and i would jump in and i'd be like presenting lauren because that was all i <laughs> And I just wanted to like do what I was seeing. And I loved it. Like I, I found like I found myself through film and TV, which was really strange. And same with Bruce Lee. Like I fell in love with him and I fell in love with his like his crazy expressions and his strength. And like he was just such a great performer, fantastic martial artist, and also a really interesting philosopher. So I really fell in love with him and kind of had like a deep dive into his life when I was really young and I started Taekwondo when I was really young as well. And my, my thought was I'm going to be an actor like Bruce Lee. I'm going to do martial arts films and I'm going to do stuff like that. I mean, this is what I was thinking when I was younger, but the older I got reality kind of set in and I was like, okay, I guess I should study law. So I studied law. (laughs) (laughs) That went absolutely nowhere Um, until I I started working as an optician. I was selling high-end eyewear. It was a white-collar job. I was selling Cartier. I was making great commissions like Gucci, Dolce Gabbana. Oh, wow. And my grandmother, who, as I had mentioned, I was really close with, was on her deathbed a few years ago. And I just remember like sitting next to her and being surrounded by her family. And she, you know, was born at a different time. So she opted for having kids and being a housewife. And she never pursued her dream, which was to be Vera Ellen or like Lucille Ball. And I was just like, just consumed with the thought, like she didn't even try. I have to try. I, 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 got, I can't go on through life without even trying. So shortly after I quit my job. <laughs> I started taking acting classes and pursued acting and that's how it all started. And that was like five years ago. Wow. So, you know, (laughs) taking a leap of faith sometimes, you know, really does pay off. Um, Sometimes for, you know, the better or worse, sometimes what you're trying to go for, you don't really get. Find something else along the lines that, you know, that kind of fills that not really void, but just that itch that you have of trying to do something new. So, you know, it's awesome to see that you are really growing within uh, the five years, like you just said, of really, you know, doing movies like this. Like, this is a crazy movie to be, you know, the front star of, to kind of hold up this um, installment of The Terrifier. Um, I, we can we can just call it series now. Damien already said there's going to be multiple more after this, and I'm super excited for it, and I want to see more, you know, Sienna kicking ass, and it's... um. <laughs> It's awesome, and this movie is—it's very gory and you know, very in your face, but it's also very touching um, with the you know the family dynamic and seeing you um, as Sienna go through all these hardships, um, you know, kind of still finding yourself through like this tragedy you went through with your father, and now you have this mother at home who, who 
doesn't really know how to show love, but she thinks she's showing love. And then you have your brother, Jonathan, who is going through his own little thing. And, and yeah. like, you're kind of like holding everything together. Um, so to see you in that kind of role, um, like I said, before we started, the thing I saw you in before was Iron Fist. Yeah. Um, that was like one of the, I think before this was probably your, your biggest role, I think. Um, I haven't gone through too much of your, um, um, your movies and stuff, but I was going through IMDb very, very quickly. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. She was in Iron Fist. So seeing you go from that to this, like, that's an achievement in its own. <laughs> yeah, it, it was wild because I booked Terrifier 2 only two years within my career. It, so that's I don't nuts. <laughs> And so it, it was definitely daunting. And Iron Fist was the very first thing I, the very first show I booked. I, I think I worked on a couple little shorts and features, but never led in anything. So Iron Fist was like my first show audition and I booked it and that was wild. Um, so yeah, it's, I mean, three out of those five years was during a pandemic and that for any creative, anybody, but especially creatives has been a wild ride. Um, but I'm really grateful that it did happen so early in my journey, my acting journey. Yeah. And, you know, I can kind of say the same like over here, because this show was a pandemic show. Like this, this happened during the pandemic and um, we've only been going for about a year and a half right now. And it's been a wild ride, you know, with the, people we've been able to talk to um, and checking off like all these dream guests and whatnot and finding new ones along the way, like you, Lauren, and you know, talking to uh, Damien and David Howard Thornton and, you know, some other ones from like local around here that, that I've been wanting to talk to that have been on the show. Um, and also being here to give more of a voice to films like Terrifier 2, to let people know that you need to give indie um, crowdfunded movies a chance uh especially with it going to theaters because this is a movie like even my friends i was saying like this is a movie you are not going to see in theaters probably ever again with the the amount of like craziness that happens like this is a movie that's pushing boundaries and breaking a lot of rules and you need to you need to see it so seeing it get renewed for a second weekend because of how much the demand is unprecedented it's it's never happens ridiculous wow you're absolutely right congratulations on starting something flexing your creative muscles during a rough time which was the pandemic it was rough for everybody and you decided to make something and take advantage of that time that's really fucking cool good for you well thank you and you know thank you for wanting to come on this little podcast of mine and (laughs) and, and talk about this (laughs) Um, but, you know, reading all the stats and everything that um, Blade Disgusting and Screenbox have been putting out of within the four days with very, very limited time slots, making $1.229 million. Like, how does that feel for you being part of this really ultra gory, <laughs> crazy fantasy slasher and knowing that this like outbeat? a lot of like higher budget Hollywood movies. Like, do you feel surprised? Absolutely. I mean, <laughs> not only that, we're at a disadvantage in that this is a very niche type of horror yeah. because 
horror, horror in general is niche, but this is even more niche because like you can be a horror fan and not a gore fan, which is totally valid. Um, but these, this film, I, I think we only had less than a third of theaters showing Terrifier 2 compared to other films that were in like 3000. We didn't yeah. even, we didn't even reach a thousand theaters. So it, it's, it's, absolutely surprising i would have never guessed in a million years that so many of the fans would have showed up i mean granted sure there were walkouts <laughs> yeah yeah but you know that's that's good publicity <laughs> sure it's to be expected but i i was floored and surprised and grateful so so many emotions but above all absolutely surprised would have never ever thought in a million years i remember when i was cast uh they, like I'll never forget it. So Damien and I and and Dave, we all went out to dinner. But at the end of the night, Damien and I were the last two and we went our separate ways. And like he was just looking at me and he had like this this glimmer in his <laughs> eyes. Like I could tell he had so much hope and so much so much ambition. And I'm not going to say I didn't believe in him because I absolutely did. I wanted to work with him. But I was like, he really believes in this. Like I could see it. I could see it in his in his eyes and in his heart. And I was just, and I, I think about that often now, because I'm like, he knew, yeah. he knew that he was making something special. And there was another night when we, um, we all were drinking after we had, because <laughs> we, we deserved it. And oh, yeah. everybody, everybody was outside doing a bonfire and me and Damien kind of stayed behind and we were talking and he was like, listen, law with his really thick New York accent. He's like, listen, law, like, I don't want to sound like a dick. But I, I really believe in this, and I think I, this is going to be something special. And I was like, you know what? After what I'm seeing, yeah, I think so too. Like, I it was all really new to me, and I wasn't familiar with the cult following that it already had. The yeah. terrifying one already had, and like he just continued to prove himself every time I worked with him. He was just so ambitious. Like, ambitious is an understatement. Yeah. And, and just so creative and so willing to put his all into it. And I, it was just, I was awestruck. I still am. And I'm still surprised by everything he's accomplished. Yeah. And like, I praise him a lot because um, I saw Terrifier, the original one, when it was on Netflix, probably about years ago or whenever it was. And um, I was blown away by it. And then seeing the the reaction that it was getting from uh, people who are really diehard horror fans and like accepting this, and it's people um, that I thought wouldn't accept a film like this because like, oh, it's just too ultra gory. It's uh, there's like no story to it. When there was a story, but people like to pick things apart. But um, right. for him to craft something and create this this new icon. Art the Clown, you know, to be in the big four with Michael, Jason, Freddie, and, and Chucky, yeah. and, and all this other stuff. Like, and I was talking to Dave about this too, and I was just like, How does it feel to be part of that? And he's like, I can't believe it. And yeah. now that you're roped in that with, you know, Final Girls, and you really are like my new favorite Final Girl because of how ridiculously, like, <laughs> You know, just crazy that you get at the very end. And Laurie Strode will always be um like number one, but you are you're you're pushing her out of the way. Um Halloween uh was the uh the movie that really like broke me and, and like get into horror. So I have a very, very like soft spot for 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 her and, and those movies. 
but for like all the other films I've seen with all these final girls who go up against you know monsters, you're badass. Like <laughs> the shit that you do, there's you come back, man. You 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 go through hell to save your family of like you know, who's left and really show like you're not messing around. And yeah. um, I know that must feel really really good on your end to you know see all these other people saying the same thing. So I really want to congratulate you and really putting yourself into this role and you know proving that girls are awesome. <laughs> you know that's another thing that yeah. that um that horror is really pushing lately. Um, my other favorite movie of the year was Revealer. I don't I don't know if you saw that when it was on Shutter. Um, no. That's a really 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 good one, and it's got two um female leads. They are amazing, and mm. um I don't know. I just love seeing. Girls kick ass in horror movies, so congrats on uh, on really pu- uh, pushing that and, and pulling it off in this film. Thank you, thank you so much. That really means a lot. Thank you. And you know what? Horror is pretty feminist. Like if you think about yeah. it, if you think about because people like to criticize horror in that women are usually the victims, but art imitates life. Women are usually the victims, especially when it comes to serial killers. And of course, with the exception of Jeffrey Dahmer, but like most <laughs> target women and it's so wonderful. And it emboldens women when you can see a woman be attacked and either prevail or at least fight back, at least have that strength, which is very hard to find, especially in real life to be yeah. like, you know what? I'm not dealing with this. And I know that I am biologically weaker and I know that I'm an easy target, but fuck you. I'm not going to let, I'm not going to become the victim. And I love that. So I, I, I stand by um, women in horror and horror being hell yeah. because like they usually are bad bitches and I love to see it. Oh, hell yeah. And I'm yeah. um, just kind of leads into um, another thing I wanted to ask was the costume, that Valkyrie angel <laughs> of just hope and light and, and you know it's it's a very revealing um and um you know kind of vulnerable costume but you just you embrace that and you like you don't even care like you're being whipped and you know going through hell like you're being injured but you're still coming out on top of everything so i wanted to ask you how was the costume like how, was it uncomfortable yes it was real. <laughs> It was so okay. Like, yes, it's one thing that I'm half naked, sure, but how it was made. So, the person that made the costume, I don't even think he was credited because for some reason he dropped out. Like, he started making it and he never finished it. I don't know what the issue was. So, our wardrobe woman, Olga, she stepped up as as well as Jackie who did our who did everybody's but mine as well hair and makeup and they even though it wasn't their job even though it wasn't their responsibility they assembled that costume and put it together even though they had no idea what they were doing so it wasn't fully finished and there was no padding on the inside there was Ooh. no fabric it was just that on my skin so what you see that she's wearing on the other side it was the same thing on my oh, skin oh wow fabric for certain shots but for the most of it no it was just connecting to me and (laughs) I got so many um bruises and cuts and um like scabs from it like it was just uh it was just awful (laughs) it was really awful luckily for the more um action-packed scenes I got to wear a a replica that was foam it was like more foam okay 
feel very uncomfortable. However, it wasn't as rigid as the other one. So it was more mobile. So I could move in it. Um, and it's kind of infuriating how good it looks on screen because it was just an absolute nightmare to wear. I never want to wear it again. I asked Damien if I could burn it. I was like, can I burn this? <laughs> oh, please? And he's like, no, no, we got to keep it. And I'm like, I hate this guy. I hate it. But um, when I first put it on, I loved it. I felt so badass. And I was like, oh, this is so cool. But the more I had to wear it, and the more I had to be covered in blood, you know, hosed down with water, because Sienna's like wet a lot. Yeah. Um, I, I just hated my life wearing that thing. But it does look cool and I would do it again if I needed to, but really did not enjoy it. <laughs> well, let's hope for Terrifier 3 you have that, it, but it's just upgraded. So it's got padding and, and more armor on it. <laughs> Someone needs to properly make it. Like it wasn't Olga and Jackie's job to keep it together, but they kept it together with like duct tape and string and like oh, yeah. just well, the most so grassroots, like it's wild. But um yeah, just if we do it again, hopefully it's more comfortable and just better made. Yeah, it's badass. I like it. Um, I, do you have it or does Damien have that? I don't have it. He has it. Oh, I was going to say, because I think he would have burned it by now, right? <laughs> and I think that's why he keeps it. Because I would just like, I, I would just look at it constantly like, fucker. Or, or just like throw it against the wall or something. It was just a nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So with your background of martial arts, I wanted to ask, um, when you're fighting with art, you're not really doing a lot of, you know, of that type of stuff. But when you were choreographing this, were you trying to find ways for you to incorporate that? Or was there something that was already set in stone for you to kind of follow along? Yeah, so we did have a stunt coordinator. His name was Drew, and he was wonderful. I've worked with him in the past. He's a really wonderful stunt coordinator. So we kind of worked through it, and um, I, I was so game to do it. And I love having a stunt coordinator on set because their idea is safety first. Yes, they want to do cool sequences, and they want to like show off their actors, but they really care about safety above all. And especially because we were doing our own stunts. Like, yeah. I don't think Dave had a stunt performer to do any of his stuff um so we were doing our own stunts so he had to like kind of structure okay what can they do and not get too injured um sienna is not a martial artist unfortunately so i couldn't <laughs> really, like show off any of that stuff um which would have been very cool but it wouldn't have been true to the character like yeah. she's just a teenage girl who is presumably weak and has never gotten to a fight before in her life. She's an artist. Like she's not, she's a lover, not a fighter. Um, however, what was really cool about the stunts and I've done this before when I've done stunts is that when you're the victim and she is the victim a lot, meaning that she's the one that gets thrown around, I get to do that myself. Like I get to be the person that dictates where I go. And Dave is just behind me holding my hair and I'm holding on him. So I'm throwing myself around and he's just making, he's just selling it, you know, because yeah. he's not. And I think even the scene where, and this is even in the trailer where my head is slammed against the uh, glass. Oh I, yeah. I don't even think he was there for that. I think like, they were just like, all right, Lauren, like throw your head against the glass. And I had to do it myself. And I think it only was one take. So, um, yeah, I don't really remember what your question was, but yeah, she didn't really get to do any of her own martial arts because it wasn't really her yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, maybe that'll happen in the future. That'd be really cool. But again, not really for me to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you, you answered that. You answered the question. 
Um, and now for the the bonding of you and Elliot. So to build this relationship on screen, were you guys um, focusing a lot off screen to kind of get this um, brother and, and sister vibe? Or was it kind of just like you were there on set and you just figured it out right there? I mean, I kind of get the vibe that the Terrifier team is a huge family. So I think uh, you're probably going to say the first one. <laughs> And you're absolutely right about that. But even my last audition was in my first two auditions were self tapes. So which basically means I recorded it myself and sent it in. My last one was an in person chemistry read with uh, Casey Hartnett, who plays Allie and Jonathan. Oh, Allie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And Elliot, it's Jonathan. So I don't know, I felt the connection with Elliot, like almost instantly, his dad was also in the uh, audition room, which was really wild. And that never happens. And I fell in love with his dad. Like, I thought he was so cool. He's like so punk. I mean, their whole family is, of course, little punk people, I'm yeah. sure, inspired <laughs> by their personality. Um, and I don't know. I just felt this like connection and I wanted to like protect Elliot. I don't know why. I just kind of felt that connection almost immediately. And we're, we're very close now, but we didn't really have time to bond before. Like, we just had to go to set and be ready. But it wasn't easy to, I mean, it wasn't hard to pretend that we cared about each other because I think we did pretty quickly. Like we understood each other, we understood the characters. So our relationship as brother and sister has flourished on screen. And now we're close. Like I'm probably going to hang out with them, the Fulhams this weekend. Like we, we spoke That's about awesome. it. <laughs> we hang out all the time. His mom makes the best vegan food and I absolutely love her. And I can't wait to see them next, probably this weekend. That's awesome. I love hearing stuff like this about, you know, movie sets of people being families. And it's always with like the, the indie and crowdfunded lower budget films. When you um when you hear stories about, you know, like these big Hollywood um um sets and, and, and casting crew, there's always like some sort of horror story. Um but mm. it seems like with, you know, films like Terrifier um, even like reveal like the movie I was talking about earlier. Everybody is really close, and um, if we can just keep that with like everything and and across the board, not even just in film, I think life would be so much better. <laughs> and I think the products would come out so much better too, because you can see all the love that was put into this. Yeah, it's very gory and and whatnot, but that's what makes it fun. <laughs> Absolutely right. And I think I think that's a testament to how intimate of a production it was. It was a skeleton crew. We didn't have a huge amount of people working on the film. So I think when you when there is much larger budget films, you're just there's so many people on set because I've worked on them and you can't learn everybody's name. You you just like you're all going from A to B. Whereas on a set like this, an indie film, you see all the same people every day and you're in like close proximity with each other. So you have to build those relationships really quickly. And it's really wonderful. I, I love working like that. I much prefer working on indies. I mean, I, I like big budget films too. Because I like <laughs> a lot. However, I really, in terms of experience, I really love the experiences I've had on indie films for that oh, reason. Hell yeah. Um, and um. Another thing that I wanted to ask you that would be kind of fun is, uh, do you have a scene that was, uh, I guess, um, more difficult or um, challenging than any uh, of the other um, scenes that you had to do? If you had to pick one or maybe two? 
Yeah, I, yeah, I can definitely. Um, and it, it probably wouldn't be a scene that you expect. So one of the more challenging scenes was between Jonathan and I, with Jonathan and Sienna in his room talking about this. This is this is spoilers, right? Like we can talk yeah, about yeah, it. we can we can do spoilers. Yeah, the the movie has been out for a weekend, so yeah. we're good. Okay, okay. <laughs> it's when they're talking about the sketchbook. So the reason why that scene was so hard to film was because there was a sound in the house we were filming because it wasn't a set it was an actual house um where something would go off and we Hmm. couldn't really tell what it was but the sound department was picking it up so we had to and it was kind of an intense scene in that it's a bit argumentative so there's a build in that scene it goes from there's just build intention in the scene and we had to pause like every 30 seconds to a minute and a half to stop and wait for the sound to go off. And that sound would go off for a while, maybe a minute. And then we would have to keep that energy up and go back into the scene. It was a nightmare. I absolutely hated it. It was the absolute worst and I'll never forget it because we were just like, we would get into a scene and we would be into it. And then the sound would go off and we'd be like, oh man, stop and go again. And it was kind of, it took hours. I remember it taking hours. And not only that, but Damien loves to do like multiple takes. He loves going from grounded to camp, which is great because he likes to pick and choose what kind of film he wants to make. In the end, I had no idea how Sienna would turn out because I did (laughs) versions of Sienna. And there were times where he would even give me like line reads. Like he wanted me to say it a specific way. Like one scene, and it's actually from one moment, it's actually from the same scene I was talking about. Sienna says, um, you know how long we've been looking for this? And he wanted it to be such a specific cadence. Like he wanted me, he wanted it to sound sing-songy. So like I had to say it so many times, like, you know how long we've been looking for this. And like it's just after a while, it did not feel truthful to me anymore because as an actor, you're trying to you're trying to come from a place of truth at least, yeah. even if you can't. Um, and I just remember being like, "Did you get it? Do you finally have? Do, do you have it?" And I was just so frustrated because of the sound in the room that would keep going off. We had no idea where it was coming from, and then Damien wanted me to say something a specific way, and I was just like, "This is a nightmare." <laughs> uh, I think it, I think it turned out well in, in the end. It was just really frustrating, and mainly because of outside sources we couldn't control. Yeah, that that's annoying. Um, I guess that's what you, that's the card you dealt when you want to use, um, actual like buildings and whatnot that you're not building on a set or whatever. So you kind of are, um, at those odds. Um, but you know, the scene, it came out great. It it really did. The the whole movie, uh, it's, you know, two hours and 18 minutes, but it flies by. And um, that's what I really like about it. Um, a lot of people, when it was announced of the length, everybody was like, oh my God, this movie's going to drag. It's like, I wasn't thinking that at all. Mm. Um, especially after watching the first one with how action-packed it is and how fast it moves and, and watching art do you know, art things. Right. Yeah. Um, and then going to this one, yeah, there's a lot of story and there's a lot of plot, but it's not getting in the way of anything. It still feels like a fire movie. It still feels like art's doing the thing. We just introduce these new characters. We got... Yeah, Anna, Jonathan, and everybody else that's that's you know a part of it, and um, it's just so well thought out. And you know, Damien, whatever 
he he's like eating and drinking that's making him think this way um i i want some of that so i can be more creative uh, and and pull from from that um so really it's thanks to him and obviously your performance and everybody else's performance and seeing david go crazy on set and and doing art things is nuts <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure you have that in you. It just I don't I don't know what Damien does, but it, it really is a testament to his commitment. Um, he I don't know how he did it, but like when he did tell me that he wanted the film to be the length that it was when he told me the runtime, I was like, no, don't do that. That's way too long. And then I saw it and I was like, all right, the pacing is beautiful. Perfect. I don't know. Like, I don't think he didn't sleep. I can tell you that that man did not sleep because I would constantly like DM him and be like, like, Hey, just like mental check-in. How you doing? Like, are you going insane yet? And he would be still awake from like 12 hours ago when I had texted him prior and he had like stayed and edited through the night. So he was just so committed to making the film he wanted to make. And you have to respect that. I think he just... He's a horror fan. He he's a cinema fan and he's a horror fan. So he with those influences has made something that he really believes in. And I respect the hell out of him for that. Yeah, me too. Uh, this movie is a blast. So if anybody who is listening, if you haven't seen it, you have another weekend. I think it was announced. Um, it's a little less than last weekend, but it's about 700 plus theaters, which is still a lot. Um, usually <laughs> movies like this, if they were going to get a theatrical release, it would be like 50 theaters, if you're lucky. Um, so please go support this this movie because it's, it's one you need to see in the theaters, especially with all the people fainting and puking and, and walking out. Um, I do have to say, at one of the um, showings that I saw, there was a family of five that walked out. And there was a person that was three seats away from me who fainted, and I had to get someone to go and grab them and like help this person. So, and um, can I, I, I ask when they fainted? Like, what point in the film they fainted? Allie. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yes. yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, oh, poor, poor guy or girl, whoever it was. Yeah, it was a guy. He was sitting alone too, and and I felt uh, bad. He had he had like his popcorn, and he just had it in his lap, and I was just like, oh man. So, no, but it's it's okay because that's the theater experience, you know. You read about this stuff from like The Exorcist, and you're like, wow, that was crazy with the, all the accounts of people saying it. But now being like here and now experiencing yeah. it with this, like, okay, this is nuts. Yeah. Um. So I guess I, I do want to ask you about the, the alley scene. Um, were you there on set when this was uh, taking place? No, unfortunately. I think they were like in the, like the midst of the pandemic when that was happening. Okay. I had wrapped, not wrapped fully, but wrapped for the pandemic like early mid-March. And I think that they, between March and October, they had filmed that. And I know that it took five days. And I was getting updates. I was getting updates from like Dave and Damien about it. And I think Casey probably texted me a few times too. I know it was grueling for her, um, but it turned out great. And I wish I had been there. Um, But I I think it was also a closed set anyway, because it's a really vulnerable scene and she's also barely dressed. So even if I was there, I don't think I would have been there because I would have wanted her to have her space. Because again, it's really hard to be so vulnerable in a situation like that when you're not even fully dressed. Yeah. And and when I was talking to um, Damien and David about that, they said it was like really cold 
And wow. her voice was getting really coarse and everything from screaming for that long and those many days. And seeing this scene, um, it's it's Perfect. crazy <laughs> scene, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah. so I don't blame people for not being prepared and and seeing that scene. First time watching this, I was not prepared when David told me there's a scene in here that's going to top the girl being sawed in half. I I didn't believe him. I really didn't. I was like, there's no way. There's no way in hell that you guys are going to top that. And it did. <laughs> Listen, I knew it when I read the script because I had already seen Terrifier 1 before I had read the full script for Terrifier 2. And when I had read that scene, I went back about five or six different times just to reread it. And I teared up at the moment where she says, mom. Oh like, my God. Up. I was like, what? <laughs> What? And I remember when Damien was editing that scene, first of all, credit to Damien because it looked exactly how I envisioned it when I had first read the script. Like he had a vision and he, it's like he lifted it from the script and it was in front of me. And I was like, how did you do that? Um, but when he was editing it, um, I saw like the head, the animatronic head pop out and she was mouthing mom and he didn't, he didn't do the audio. He didn't do the sound yet for it. And I was like, you better not take out that line, dude. Like put that line in there because yeah. that really sells it. And he's like, no, don't worry. I'm just not there yet. And I'm like, okay. But um, yeah, just wild from reading it from day one to seeing it now. I it's, I'm floored by how they were able to accomplish all that. Like really, maybe a wrong word to say but it seems like beautiful work like really yeah no i know exactly what you mean it's it's always weird using words like that when you're describing something so gruesome and and horrifying but like to us if you're a gore hound like that is amazing it's beautiful and and you want to just be there and and touch it in a weird way or just be in the same room with this thing um but it's also so terrifying because yeah i Throughout that whole alley scene, I had to stop the movie and, like, give myself five minutes, like, halfway through it. Mm -hmm. I thought it was going to end, and it didn't. So I went back and rewatched, and I actually counted how long the scene was. Two minutes and 40 seconds. Ah, So, um, yeah, if you you guys need to go to the bathroom um, uh, during that, you'll know when it's about to happen. So if you don't want to see, you know, really, really intense graphic violence. Go to the bathroom, go grab a drink or whatever. But yeah. I say you stick it out and and you say that you made it through Terrifier 2 100%. Absolutely. I agree with you. And I think it, at the end of the day, even if gore isn't your thing, and I can I can appreciate that, like you have to appreciate the 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 creativity and the innovativeness that went into these types of effects because they're all practical. And like yeah. that. That takes an enormous amount of work. So I, I don't know. As someone who likes, I really enjoy gore, but it's not really my favorite thing about horror. I had the best time with this. And I think it's probably because I was a part of the film and, you know, I just knew better than anybody that it wasn't real. But I just was like so floored and in awe with how they were able to pull it off. Like, I was just like, this is beautiful work, like, which is, again, is weird to say, but just so impressed. So impressed. Yeah, and you know David does such a great job as as art. Just the way he moves oh. and not saying anything. So like, funny. Like telling, I've told him this like so many times. It's like you just work in a way that's different than like anybody else right now. 
and now seeing the the uh, the new movie that's going to be coming out, the um, or a mean one as him the gr- as the Grinch. I'm so excited! Oh, I am so excited! excited. I, no I want to see him go crazy. <laughs> no better actor for that. He actually he DM'd me about that before he like announced it, and I was like, dude, you're perfect for this because he has a very like Jim Carrey esque comedic style. Yeah that his he's really physical and he's hilarious but also he knows how to be or act not be because he's not like this at all but he knows how to act sadistic and probably you know (laughs) from I I don't know he just I don't know I I I couldn't even tell you how he does it but I am always impressed with Dave's work he's really just an incredible performer and he always surprises me when I see him I'm like damn that that man is talented (laughs) oh yeah um so, um, for the first time of you seeing art on set, obviously you saw David before he was in makeup, so like you got familiar with him and whatnot. But seeing him in full costume and makeup, were you terrified? I feel like I would have been. <laughs> seeing this other side of this person that you were talking to or going out for lunch with and seeing how nice he is and then seeing this other side of him, I would be terrified. So, okay, the first time I'd seen... Dave as art I was in the trailer with Kaylee and we were both doing Kaylee who plays Brooke we were both doing getting our hair and makeup done this we the first day on set we were filming some of the end sequences in the terrifier so it was we were filming of course out of order and we're just like I don't know talking about life and all those things and then we look at the door and there's like this little window only <laughs> at the door. And I just see Dave making a horrifying face dressed up as art. And he already knows I have a fear of clowns. Oh, so, that makes it worse. <laughs> I know. It makes it much worse. So I was like, what the fuck? Like we both freaked out. We, we truly freaked out. Luckily though, after that moment, Dave knows how to turn it off. So he wasn't art. He wasn't, he's not a method actor in the way that he'll be art all the time. So it was just funny when he is dressed up as art. And if he did have to keep the teeth in to have to listen to him talk, like with a lisp because yeah. he has been. Um, so it's silly listening to him do that. So I wasn't really scared of him when he was just Dave, but when he begins to contort his body and when he begins to like really embody art, yeah, it's horrifying. Yeah. I, w- I would be scared. Like I don't have a problem with clowns, but I feel like he would be the one in like yeah. uh, real life that would scare me. Uh, yeah. He was actually for the pandemic. I think it was, year before he was actually at a convention that uh was close it was um scaricon and they were kind of like praising art and everything and they, they had like a whole thing for him uh he <laughs> he had like his little hat he wasn't like in full makeup or anything but it was the first time really meeting him and seeing him uh, they had like a, a dance party at the end and everybody was singing like felissa rose was there she was singing and then he was like on on the floor just dancing and it's like this is this is really funny um yeah. so seeing that side of him and then seeing this side of him it's just like okay that's 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 awesome all right and now dean is joining us he is back from his uh scare attractions um a little fashionably late but he's here and that's all that matters (laughs) i'm so sorry i'm like it was it was for a good cause it was for the cause of horror it was for the cause of horror attractions halloween celebrating all things scary and spooky you know i was supporting but but hey lauren it's 
so great to meet you, even though it's kind of over Zoom. But um, I've got to start by saying Terrifier 2 was the shit. It was absolutely incredible. Oh, I'm it's... so happy you enjoyed it. And it's such a pleasure to meet you as well. And I wish I was at the scare attraction with you. What a fantastic <laughs> <laughs> It was good fun. Yeah, we, we've got we've got loads planned, actually. But yeah, uh, but yeah oh, t- honestly, Terrifier 2 was so amazing. I was One of the questions I was going to ask you, were, were you a fan of the first movie? Did you, were you aware of the first movie when it came out? And are you a horror fan in general? I'm definitely a horror fan. I've been watching horror films since I was a baby. Like, I, I can't even tell you how old I was. I think the, the first film I remember watching was Poltergeist. It was one of my mom's favorites. And oh, that's yeah. where my fear of clowns flourished. Is <laughs> that awful clown that pulls the kid under the bed with that awful laugh. I just, I, it still gets me. Like, He's it, a creepy I, dude really creepy and I think that I think Poltergeist is really unique in that it really holds up it's kind of a timeless film in my opinion oh yeah yep so yes I do I do love horror I was aware of Terrifier before I auditioned but I I hadn't seen it but I do remember seeing the poster on Netflix and I was obsessed with the poster I was like oh my god that clown looks creepy and I I I love and I was afraid of clowns. So I was like, I want to, I want to see this. I just never got around to it because I have like this awful toxic trait where I watched my favorite films over and over again. I'm instead. guilty of that. Guilty as charge. Yeah, like I've seen the show <laughs> twenty times, but I couldn't try this eighty-five minute film. Like it was stupid. Yeah. But I watched Terrifier the day I was cast in Terrifier Two. So I watched it like twice in a row that day and I loved it. And yes, I am now a fan. And I think I watched it like three times this Halloween season so far. And I'll probably. Hell yeah. So yeah, yeah, I just love, I I love how innovative it is. And I I love that Damien wasn't afraid to take risks. Like he broke rules. And I was like, you you were genuinely shocked when moments happened in that film. And you were like, oh, wow. Like, I like that. I like that he's not following a formula that's been followed so many times. So I love Terrifier. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know what you mean about the, the, the image as well. Cause I think that's the first thing I noticed when I came across the movie Terrifier. A, it's a really badass name for a movie as well. I yeah. can't believe no one's ever used the name Terrifier. It's a really yeah. good name for a band as well. <laughs> <laughs> the first time I ever saw the image of Art the Clown, I was like, ooh, he's mm. creepy. He's scary. This is something different. Um, and then I kind of discovered, I think it was all Hallow's Eve was the yeah. original one, wasn't it? So it was a different mm-hmm. actor playing art as well. Um, but Terrified 2 just got stepped up. Like, they just like turned it up to 11, man. It was, yeah. it was super cranked and it was such a really good film. Um, when you were, when you was kind of reading through the scripts, were you like, like, wow, this is messed up. <laughs> this is some messed up shit. Or was you, or, or could you like just not wait to get your teeth, you know, sink your teeth into it and really get started and. Yeah, I I knew it was going to be a challenge. And I think Damien and Dave, because we all went out to dinner when I was cast, they they kind of prepared me for what to expect. And I think this was before I even received the script. So one of the the things that Dave has said to me, and I've said this a couple of times, is he said, Sienna is going to be the Batman to Art's Joker. And I remember like kind of looking at him like, dude, that's a big statement to make. Are you sure about that? Like that's, that's, that's large. That's a, that's a lot of weight. Are you sure? And he was like, yeah, like I'm absolutely sure. And I look at Damien, like, 
what's this guy talking about? And he's like, no, <laughs> you're going to be yeah. the Batman's orange Joker. And I was like, okay. Um, so they kind of, they prepared me for what to expect. And they said like, listen, this is going to be huge. Like they believed in it from day one. In my yeah. mind, I had no idea Terrifier had a, a cult following and even more so now. So I was just like, okay, this is a family drama that's heightened, like kind of campy. And it wasn't anymore when it turned into a slasher film. So I was just excited to explore the complexities of trauma and um, uh, what's the other thing? Panic attacks, which I've never experienced in my life. So I spoke to medical professionals. I spoke to people that I know personally that have gone through panic attacks because that's something Sienna goes through. So I was really excited to explore that and explore just you what it would be like to be on molly and xanax on the same time (laughs) i spoke to my doctor about that and he was like why do you want to know and i was like "Eh, no reason i'm just kind of curious like how would someone be in that situation like really i was just so excited to explore all these experiences that sienna goes through and get really physical in the in the film and i love horror so i was just like psyched and I'm still psyched. <laughs> you did it. Well, I, you know, I've suffered with panic. I've actually suffered with panic attacks and been on and off medication for panic attacks since the age of about 19, Oof. like really, really badly. And you totally nailed it. Like you were totally convincing in that role. I thought it was really cool. Oh, that really means a lot. That means a lot. Thank you. And I will say this, even though I didn't have panic attacks before filming Terrified, yeah. I don't know if they were self-induced, but I started having them. And it could have been because I was exploring the mechanics. Yeah, yeah it could have been, yeah. So, and they yeah. went from really subtle to hyperventilating to fetal position on the ground crying. Oh, and they were evil. I, I thought yeah. I was dying. Like, I... I, I yeah. <laughs> such a wide range of panic, like shaking so yeah. I, it means a lot to me that it seems truthful that's what i try to do oh, yeah. so thank, thank you for saying that you did an awesome job yeah yeah yeah, yeah they, you they are, nailed they are it evil. Thank you. <laughs> but yeah dustin yeah. over to you brother okay um so i wanted to ask about amelie the pale mm-hmm. little girl so yeah. how creepy was she in person <laughs> <laughs> Like compared to art, I feel like she's more terrifying. She's it's a little a girl character, isn't she? It's in just taunting you, like, and especially during the whole dance um sequence when you're at the party with her, like being all oh. over the place. Like, I, 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 I don't know if I could have handled seeing her on screen. <laughs> she, first of all, Amelie, she's a young lady and she is fantastic. Like for, for a little girl, she absolutely crushed it. She was so committed. She, she came up with, she was really good at improvising things as well as mimicking David. Like she really was committed. Um, I will say this, unfortunately I didn't, most of my scenes with her wasn't with her. It was yeah. me looking at absolutely nothing. Um, so I, when I did see her, I, I saw her like after <laughs> I had already filmed scenes that I was supposed to be seeing her. And yeah, she was absolutely horrifying. I think she looked really cute for the most part. But as soon as like those eyes went on, like the contact lenses, I'm like, holy shit, this is really Mm. creepy. Um, So yeah, I didn't really get to work with her that often, which I was really upset about. And she was, you know, underage. So she was on set way less than we were. Um, So she wrapped a lot earlier than us. So, but hopefully I'll work with her in the future. And Oh, she'll be back. (laughs) <laughs> uh, yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, so yeah, hopefully next time I'll actually be able to interact with her more. 
Yeah, because she is absolutely terrifying. Uh, great, you know, addition to um, uh, a companion with art. Because I don't know. I I thought you know after watching the first one that art doesn't seem like he really needs a, a partner. He's very he's a lone wolf. He knows what he's doing and he's out there. But in this one, with what art's up against, I understand why she's there because Yana's a force to be reckoned with. Even though she has no idea what she's into and what she's going to be getting herself into. She gets a little bit of taste of that with clown cafe. And that's what I wanted to ask you about that scene. Cause yes. that I think is my favorite scene oh, no throughout way. the whole movie. Um, I really, I mean, I like that the ending with the bonding and like you comforting um, Jonathan at the end. And once again, guys, there are spoilers in here. So if you haven't yeah. seen the movie, please, please go watch it. Uh, this weekend. Um, yes. But yeah, Clown Cafe. Um, how was that scene? Like, was that fun? It seemed like it was really, really fun. I listen. It's such a divisive scene. Like, I've seen people because I get sent reviews all the time. I wish people would stop sending me reviews, but most of them <laughs> are overwhelmingly positive, and I do appreciate that. But a lot of people like again, it's divisive. Some people are like, you didn't even need that scene, and some people are like, that was my favorite scene. So horror is so interesting, and art is so subjective. Um, so it's it's really interesting to see how it's been received. Um, it was one of the last scenes I have filmed in March of twenty twenty. Oh, wow. And it was, it was wild because, I mean, Damien was notorious for saying his direction. One of his biggest notes was more, give me more. I want more. <laughs> I need to be bigger, bigger. And this was an interesting scene because Sienna is like confined in this space. And that's how we are in our nightmares, right? Like yeah. until we realize we're in a nightmare, we, we were, it's like a struggle. Like we feel like, can't move. yeah, it's like you're trudging through, like you're confined mm. to the circumstances. It's so weird. And not only that, like she, she is presented like a little girl. So she kind of acts like a little girl at times. Like she's like in, really immature in that scene which was really fun to play and um yeah I just remember Damien being like more give me more like you know just campy or bigger like I just it was just which is hard for an actor who's not used to that so um so I had a blast with it and most of the people that were killed in the scene are friends of mine and a lot of crew like Faye Faye who I felt um they had like the the uh blonde streak in their hair with the curls like they were so they got the popcorn I don't know if you remember it they were so big in the scene and I loved seeing it and I thought they absolutely nailed it they pulled focus for the film they were fantastic also Francesco he had like a really cool death scene he got shot and the way he like convulsed yeah 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 um so it was really fun to be there for those moments because i got to watch everybody else get killed and they nailed it and of course wes who was the little boy who ate the ice uh not the ice cream the cereal the art crispies yeah he was just so fantastic and so sweet and i think he's also from philly i don't think he he might not live in philly anymore but i'm pretty sure he's from philly so i was like oh my god so many philly people on here um so it was a blast i loved the nightmare scene absolutely loved it yeah, it's a blast to watch. And I I was kind of trying to champion this a lot on social media. I'm trying to get this rolling. But we need to have Art Krispies. We need to have oh, that cereal made. Yes. I, I was going to say, if the 
a friend of ours, Dustin Dan, is is a, an absolute serial fanatic. And oh. when he saw that, he was like, "Oh my god!" He was like, there, "Is yeah. that a real thing?" And I was like, "I don't think so." And no, like, I was yeah, I was thing. saying, <laughs> like, it would be really cool to have like um variant like um boxes, like one with like that's already there, like with yeah. art, but then there'd be one with you, and then there would be one with you and art battling each other. Ooh. I think that would be that's super cool. cool, and like yeah. and. And I don't know, uh, maybe get like a glow in the dark <laughs> box or something. Like, I would buy that. You get up. inside. You get the little figures inside. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. My God, I would pass out. Like, could you imagine like razor blade marshmallows? Yeah. Oh my God. Yes. Yes. Write this stuff down, guys. Write this stuff down. Yeah, Lauren, you got to tell Damien that this is in high in demand, and I have at least a hundred people who want to buy this. How often I bug Damien? I'm constantly like, "You should do this. You should do that." He's just got so much going on, but I, I think he would love that. But it's just yeah. I don't know if he can handle everything. He needs an assistant, honestly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'm, I'm actually meeting him next week, and him oh, and David, yeah. him, him and David, are fly- I'm, do- I'm working an event over in Manchester, and they're both flying over. Uh, an event called For the Love of Heart. I don't know if you've heard of it over there. I, I'm so new to all of this, so I have no idea. But I love that. I hope you guys have a blast. Like, I mean, Damien and Dave are incredible. You're probably going to have a blast. But, like, take pictures and tell everybody about your experiences. I can't wait to start being a part of those things. Yeah, just, oh, yeah. Venus, let them know that I sent you. <laughs> that I, I flew you over there to go and meet them. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm taking in the hot sauce as well, man. I'm yeah. gonna see if I can try and pitch the the. the hey, when I talked to Damien, you said to email him, and he he would love to do a hot sauce hot sauce collab with you. So I mean, maybe yeah. you can get one for Sienna, get a Sienna um version. Let's, yes, you know, let's, let's do that. it. Let's yes. do it. Um, <laughs> you know, I don't know if you have any other uh, questions you want to throw. Yeah, so. Because I, I, I know you guys have already been talking as well. So if I ask you the same question that, that no I've already asked, um, right. just, just tell me. Um, what was it like filming with, this is one thing I really wanted to say. What was it like filming with David when he was in costume? Did he kind of stay in character the whole time? Like kept, did he keep silent and just kind of, you know, the sort of uh, mind movement or did he sort of, you know, turn back into David and sort of lighten the mood a bit and, you know crack jokes and you know how, how was that in between takes yeah he dave dave was not a method actor like he yeah. and no one on on set was which was kind of a relief because like when you do have an actor like that on set there's a bit of tension and you're like oh yeah. maybe i should be in character for yeah, that right. and some people are like call me by my character name which is totally fine but nobody was like that on the set so it was it definitely like lessened the pressure and helped with our sanity um but yeah between action and cut he was art but after and before he was dave and it was so funny i was telling dustin earlier like it was so funny when because he would have to keep the teeth in and him talking with the teeth in his mouth and he was just like oh you know like i'm just like i'm so hungry right now it's just wild and he he's such like a sweet guy so it is really fun to to see those two extremes from him being sadistic clown killer to him being sweet old dave um so no luckily for my sanity he was dave most of the time (laughs) yeah 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 i know he does say a lot that you know art is in there he he does have them in there so it's like just (laughs) just keep them at bay dave and we'll we'll be all good all right We we don't need you going out there Dressing up as art and doing these slangs like you did the alley, okay? Just keep exactly. that to the screen. Keep just, that to the screen. 
Exactly. <laughs> uh, I don't know. There's there are sometimes when you could use a little art out there. So, oh know. yeah, yeah. Just take out Especially the whip. Some of the people we come across tonight, I was like, oh damn, where's art when you need him? <laughs> wow. um, that's the UK for you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Right, Dean. Um, I don't know if you have any other ones. I have like I one think... more, but I'll let you fire another one or two. No, you Benji, go. I think because I kind of jumped in late, and I, I are you I, sure? Played around, so yeah. Oh, do you know what I think? Have you asked a question about the haunted house? At the end? I have not. Was that going to be your question? No, it was not. <laughs> you can edit this out. You can edit this out. No, 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 no. Go ahead. I have another one after this. So that so the haunted house scene at the end I was going to ask you what was your favorite room out of all the different rooms that they had in the terrified <sighs> house. I'm gonna go see it probably tomorrow. Um, so I don't know about my. Okay, there's my favorite, and then the one that freaked me out the most. All right, give us both. Yeah, (laughs) there was was a room which isn't a huge surprise with a bunch of porcelain dolls, and I am not cool with porcelain dolls. They (laughs) scared the shit out of me. Like I (laughs) couldn't be in that room by myself, and luckily I didn't really have to. couldn't do it. I was like, nope, I'm just gonna, we're not filming in here for me, right? Like, yeah, let me get out of here. Um, however, I really did love like the black light rooms that were kind of, and they were more clown centered rooms. So it was kind of ironic that I really enjoyed those rooms the most. They had like a lot of fun, um, what are they called? Like pool noodles that I had to walk through yeah. and really mm. um, illusions that were look, that you were looking at. And I got really dizzy, but like I, it was so beautiful to look at, like all the colors mm. in the black light and everything. So probably those rooms. There was also another room that was like swamp themed. And it, it's fun because when you're in, they have like this alligator that comes out at you, I don't know if it's animatronic or an actor's doing it, and it's and it's all fog, so you can't see underneath you. So it's it's fine. You're just like, oh god, I have no That's idea what's awesome. happening underneath me right yeah. now. <laughs> um, but they have some wonderful rooms. Like if you're ever in Center City, Philadelphia, go to the Fright Factory because they are top notch. The acting is great. Oh no, I really loved. I really also loved <laughs> where. Sorry, I'm getting really excited. Oh, I, really a, I love it. The um the chapel that that are fighting in and we spent most of our time in there but some of the dummies in there were horrifying like I didn't want to be in there with those dummies like they were really horrifying and I know the actor that he usually plays a priest and he's really good he has like he wasn't there obviously but in the haunt he has like these really creepy glowing eyes and he's just so like he commands your presence I, I I wish I knew his name but it, it was one of my favorites to film in, and it's one of my favorites when I'm walking through the haunt to explain. I need to go to this place now. You gotta, you gotta. It's I, so I gotta good. take a drive. You gotta. Oh my god, it's probably not too far away from you. So do it. Do yeah, it. it'll probably be like less than a half of a day um, getting there. So I'm definitely gonna have to look into that for sure. And Dean, when you oh, when you come over, yeah, we, we got it. Everyone do it. Hell yeah. <laughs> yes, let's do it. I've literally, I just got back from Florida doing all the Halloween horror night stuff. That's, that's pretty incredible that's the, that's the first time i've ever done it and we did a lot of behind the scenes tours as well to see how all these mazes work oh man i, lo- I love all that sort of stuff oh, so I would, I would definitely get on a flight just to come over and see that that's that's oh, yeah. yes 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 so jealous <laughs> um so i have um a fun one that we can end on um do you have a a favorite scene that's probably mm-hmm. really hard to pick out but that's always an interesting one to ask <laughs> Yeah, I, I from to film 
Or sure. To, to sure. Or to act, or or maybe it wasn't even one that you were in. It could just be anything. Ah, uh, you know. So, fuck, I don't know. There's probably <laughs> a lot. I because a lot of my friends worked on this film. Like because Damien, he needed help with casting, and he was yeah. looking for certain characters and I gave him a whole list of local actors that I was like check these people out and of course like they they earned the role like I just recommended them but they earned it and um one of them was Charlie who plays Jeff and Jeff is Brooke's boyfriend okay yeah and he I've worked with Charlie in the past he's so funny he's so I was cracking up at him in in the club scene like there's just there's a tip. Scene, it, it, <laughs> just the tip yeah and when he says I have to go pee pee like every time <laughs> everybody cracks up like just his line delivery it's so funny but there's a there's a part in the scene in the club that was kept in the film where he's like me Brooke and I are like exiting to dance to go to the dance floor and he like begins to dance and he exits frame and then Damien in the background is like no you got to go the opposite way so he just like stays yeah. in character and goes yeah it's yeah. so fun it's, it's, <laughs> he went the wrong way and and Damien was like no you're going the wrong way and he's like oh okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah so funny but my favorite scene to film because it was really cathartic was the ending of the fight scene. It was really cathartic. And I, I I don't think we did that many takes for that. And I didn't really get any direction. I just kind of like let loose. Um, and I, it felt really good afterwards. And I think it might've been the last scene of that day, which was a very long day that we filmed. So I was just letting loose everything and it, it felt really good. <laughs> yeah. And from talking to uh, David and Damien, I think that's also their favorite scene too. So um, and it's a very, very good one. There's a lot of really um, touching moments in this, and especially the ending. It's very mm-hmm. brutal how it ends, but like this comforting, um, essentially your last, you know, family member, and you know, being like, "We made it," and I'm, I'm here. Yeah, I, I was dead, but I'm back. Yeah. Don't know how that happened, yeah. but uh, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm here, and I'm, um, I'm gonna kick ass for you, and, and not wait for Terrifier three, like Damien. Um, Lauren, um, everybody, you, I want this to be filmed so I can see it next month. Matt, can you do it in a month? <laughs> Listen, I've been asking Damien through the entire pandemic. I'm like, when are we filming again? Like, when are we, what are we doing? Are we doing something? Like, what's happening? But he's got a lot going on. He he also wants to work on another film that he's, like, pitched to me. And I'll work on anything with him. So oh, yeah. I'm, I'm ready whenever he is. Yeah, we need to see more Lauren and and. David and Elliot and, and everybody. We need to see you all, not just in Terrifier films, but in everything else. I want to see all your careers really flourish. And I know, David, he's taking off right now. And you're definitely going to be taking off after this one with all the uh, yeah. box office, you know, um, hits that's been going on. And just how much money has been you know, made for this film, which is amazing. Yeah. Um, and just seeing Terrifier break all these molds and for you, you to be part are- of that huge over here in the uk as well like terrified is huge in the UK. <gasps> that means the world oh my god i'm gonna move there <laughs> yeah, we can do a switch if you want um it is literally so big over here like it's it's kind of it's all everybody talks about like you know <gasps> horror conventions comic cons like on the horror threads and you talk to a horror fan and all they talk about is terrifying and how fucking good it is and you know so 
so happy. Yay. I can't wait to go. I can't wait to meet the fans. Hopefully I get to go to a con in the UK. I can't wait. Oh, you'll definitely 100%. You'll be there. 100%. Yeah. I'm keeping yeah. my eyes out. I know you just got um, announced for a Monster Palooza, but um, once you get a little bit closer to me, Lauren, hopefully I can come meet you in person as yeah. long as, and like, with everybody else. Um, I'm going to a convention this week. I'm going to be meeting uh, Mark Patton from um, Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2. So I'll be meeting him, which is going to be freaking awesome. Very cool. Um, so I'm, I'm excited for your future and everybody else's future. And um, for anybody who hasn't seen Terrifier 2, um, see it okay. if you can. And um, if not, Great. wait for Screenbox. And um, as always, I always like to you know give a little bit of thanks to Screenbox because they've been very, very good to Dean and, and myself, and you know helping you know getting Lauren on the show with you know hooking us up with the uh, publicity agents over there and getting David on twice and and Damien on, um, and also for them you know giving some screeners. Um, I'm really excited for um, the outer the outer waters that's going to be coming out. Um, next year that's supposed to be the scariest movie of this year um so i'm really really excited for that and um to just keep supporting you know indie horror and anything possible i'm going to be seeing terrifier 2 again this weekend at least once or twice because i still gotta i gotta push those uh the uh the numbers up for you guys and thank you (laughs) for everybody else you know take take a family member take a friend don't even tell them what the movie is just take them and Tell them they can take a nap. <laughs> take a nap, it's fine. Yes. No, two hours and eighteen minutes. You you can have them do something or whatever. But it's yeah. a movie that needs to be seen in theaters, and um, maybe we'll get a, another week. Never know. Keep uh keep asking for it and keep telling everybody that you want to see this movie, and it will get there. Um, yes. But you Lauren, it's, it's such a good movie, man. It doesn't yeah. feel like it's that long either, does it? It doesn't no. feel like there's so many good parts to that film. It doesn't feel like it's long at all. It goes like that. You're like, damn it, I want to watch that again. Re- replay, I, I replay. loved the pacing. I loved the pacing. I thought Damien really nailed it. And I, I, he was so close to the project. I don't know how he was able to do it. Like, he was just, like, immersed in it at all times. So props to him. Like, he's the yeah, mad genius right. into all this. Oh, yeah. And Lauren, thank you for you know taking some time out of your your day to come and do this hour long episode. Um, mm-hmm. Dean, thank you for for showing up and. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I was late. And, Sorry, I was late. <laughs> it's it's all good. It's all I'm good. I'm never late for anything. Never ever late for anything. But I said to Dustin, I can't miss this. I really need to jump on this. You had one. a good reason. You had a good reason. Totally. I had the best reason ever. I was so excited. <laughs> I miss. I totally missed the Damien and David one because I was. I think I was on holiday over in America, but the timing didn't work out. Yeah. When oh, I heard that you, when I heard that you were coming on, I was like, I can't miss that. I can't miss that. Oh. So. Thank you for being here. Yes. <laughs> we put we put pedal to the metal and we made it. Back this time. <laughs> yeah. sorry, for, sorry for being late. <laughs> no, don't worry about it, man. Don't worry about it. Um, Lauren, continue being awesome and, you know, kill some more clowns for us, would you? Yes. <laughs> on screen. On screen. On screen. <laughs> no, don't go into all haunt, these haunted houses and start beating up clowns, you know. We don't, we don't Could want you imagine? That. I was so traumatized that every clown I see, I'm like, ah, and I start yeah. like, them. Just go into a room that's filled with arts. That would be something. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'll, I'll just avoid clowns for a while. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> He's having post-traumatic art, art stress disorder. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, as always, thank you, everybody, for listening and supporting the show. Because of you, we're able to do interviews like this and talk to amazing people like Lauren and David and Damien and anybody else in the horrorverse. Um, not even just people in movies, but, you know, artists as well. 
it's always a blast to do this. And this is my happy place. And obviously, Dean, always great to have you here, man. I've missed you the past week, but uh, you're here, you're back, and we're going to be doing more. And um, Lauren, you are always welcome on the show. So anytime you want to come on and talk about horror movies or anything, you are part of the family now. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you guys so much. And we'll catch everybody on the next one. Thank you guys. Thank you guys.